Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, hello, everybody. Let me explain what happened here over the last few days, just regarding this podcast in general. First of all, Anchor kicked me off. No explanation, no nothing. They just said, uh, we've removed your podcast. Um, Have a nice day. And that's essentially it. So I waited a couple of days to hear back from them after I appealed, after, uh, of course, them saying that they would get back to me within 24 hours. They failed to do so. So, you know, the way I operate is pretty simple. If you want something done right, you do it yourself, and you don't wait around for others to get something done that you can get done on your own. So I just moved ahead forward. Um, okay. So with that said, here's basically what's going to happen with this podcast. As of right now, we're on Podbean. And Podbean is the podcast distributor, so it will make its way, hopefully, to Apple Podcasts within a day or so, Spotify, back on Spotify within a day or so. Again, Spotify immediately deleted the original podcast as well, and uh, iHeartRadio also. Eventually, I'll put it on MyTuner Radio as well, which is a um, another application for Apple phones and Apple computers. So, that's just a heads up about the podcast. Uh, I am also on Gab. So, to keep updated with actually what's going on, make sure and check out at American Education FM on Gab. The link for all of this stuff is on AmericanEducationFM.com, the website. And again, you can contact us anytime and be a guest on the podcast. So with all of that said, let me jump into a few current events here. First of all, the 1776 report is officially the first episode of this podcast, which I believe is episode 84 or 83, if I'm not mistaken. It's within the title, of course, and you can check that out. I also have a link to that document. Fortunately, I saved that document before the government decided to destroy it. Um... And so you can download that application or that particular PDF, rather, uh, if you're interested. And the link is in the description of the first episode of this podcast, which, again, is available on Podbean. The second thing is that countless documents are being deleted right now by the government. But there's a few things that I wanted to read through here regarding the Act of 1871. So essentially, the breakdown is this, and this is from patrickherbert.org. And it's titled, Treason and the Act of 1871. Webster's Dictionary, this is all quoted now, and uh, again, this is, I believe, a, a giant blog post. So here we go. Quote, Webster's Dictionary defines treason as the offense of attempting to overt acts to overthrow the government of the state of which the offender owes allegiance to or to kill or personally injure the sovereign or the sovereign's family. By the same source, the word sovereign is defined as 1B, one of the most exalted kind, 2A, uh, possessed by supreme power, 2B, unlimited to extent, 3, relating to characteristic of befitting a supreme leader. The Declaration of Independence says, quote, government is subject to the consent of the governed. The government we share as founded was created by and for sovereigns, where the inhabitants were deemed the highest authority. 
A human is a sovereign flesh and blood entity where a government is not. Without the consent of the governed, this all changed with the passage of the Act of 1871. The passage of the Act, titled An Act to Provide a Government for the District of Columbia, Acts for the 41st Congress, Section 34, Section 3, Chapters 61 and 62, created a new separate corporate government that resides in the 10-mile square parcel of land known as the District of Columbia. Without the authority to do this, the United States Congress committed an act of treason against the sovereign inhabitants of the Republic. This new corporate entity, with Congress as its body politic, had of course previously engaged in an act to subterfuge with regard with regards to what we may call the organic constitution written by the founding fathers by changing the word for to the word of in the title in 1868. Or the original Constitution was written as, quote, the Constitution of the United States of America. The corporate Constitution reads, the Constitution of the United States of America. This sleight of hand has an enormous impact when viewed in the context of a legal document. To understand the reasons for this monumental deception, we have to go back to the days following the Civil War. As with most recorded history, the Civil War was not entirely what we have been told to believe. Since evading the British financial and corporate systems with the establishment of this new frontier in Northern America, those same foreign interests we fought against in the Revolutionary War had since been actively seeking ways to infiltrate and subjugate the citizenry of, the new, of this new world. Seeing the Civil War through the lens, through this lens, allows us to consider machinations by corporate back room players and strategic maneuvers by European interests to make contributions to an already existing civil unrest, and then afterwards to offer as a solution the financial means to which the government may remedy the bankruptcy through upon by the war itself. Helping the financially ravaged government was not an act of kindness by the international bankers, as they were not about to lend the government money simply out of pure generosity. Their interest was to establish an independent, privately held central bank, which would eventually become known as the Federal Reserve, which according to the Article 1, Section 8 and 10 of the Organic Constitution, is an illegal institution distributing an illegal instrument of debt. Ultimately, the Act of 1871 would bring about the stipulations for bringing us under the authority of an even greater emerging corporate legal structure under Roman-style incorporations known as the Global Estate Trust. The Global Estate Trust, under the original creation, ownership of the Pontifex Maximus and Holy Roman Empire, is defined by four corporations. The City of London Corporation as the financial power center established in 1067. The District of Columbia as the military power center established 1871. Vatican City as the religious power center, which eventually became sovereign in 1929, and the United Nations to provide trade, treaty, and negotiation services for members. All four of these international city-states are entirely independent of their respective countries. It is worthy to note that at the center of these three of the states in the Global Estate Trust exists an obelisk, 
in London on the bank of the River Thames in the District of Columbia, which is the Washington Monument, and the St. Peter's Square of Vatican City. The obelisk itself is a form of occult symbolism. In fact, uh, it represents a penis, believe it or not. And the history of it and the story of it is uh, pretty interesting, so I highly recommend looking that up. Um, since the Act of 1871, all absolute rights that were granted under the organic constitution became relative rights or privileges. For example, no longer were we to have the right to travel in and out of our own country without paying for and obtaining a license and or passport for the central authority granting us the privilege to engage in travel and said travel. No longer does the District of Columbia operate under common law, but now private international law with all of the court systems operating under admiralty type law within the confines of a contract. Admiralty slash maritime law are of the sea jurisdiction as opposed to the land jurisdiction. Under Admiralty Maritime Law, you are considered guilty until proven innocent. There was never any disclosure to the inhabitants of the United States of this transformation from a municipal service-oriented entity to a corporate profit-oriented entity, and this nation of sovereigns was subverted from a great republic to a democracy. The United States block capitalized to signify a corporation, now functions as an instrument of the international bankers. We are ourselves incorporated through our birth certificates, which is actually a banknote, and our assets and property are owned by the Federal Reserve Bank. We as a citizenry now only exist to serve the extortion of wealth from our own pockets in the form of taxes, bills, and licenses. If we are unable to serve those interests, we are penalized and punished by fines, our assets seized, or charges are brought against us with the ultimate punishment being prison sentences. These are absolutely not the principles for which the nation was founded. These are not freedoms for us, us to relish brought about by the sacrifice of others. Through the Act of 1871, the nation that was founded on the ideals of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness became an existential threat to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So essentially, everything that we've been experiencing our entire lives isn't real. None of it has been lawful. And it's President Trump that was bringing us back to a republic, which leads me to this next document, which is from Cleric John Preston. And it was posted on January 11th, 2021 by David Robinson. And I'm going to read through it, and here's what it says. Take it for what you'd like. Quote, humor me. A peaceful transition is coming. POTUS Trump will not be sworn in as the 46th President of the United States on January 20th. POTUS Trump will be sworn in as the 19th President of the United States on America. March 4th. Allow me to explain. You believe you live in a nation called the United States of America. That nation has not functioned or been operational since 1871 when this country became additionally a corporation owned by the City of London. Every time you see an American flag with gold fringe and gold tassels attached to it, it represents the corporation and not the country.
This is the reason that you can never seem to get ahead financially. This is why the law seems to always be stacked against the average citizen, while the wealthy and the elite literally get away with murder or worse. If Biden, Harris, Pence, Pelosi, etc. are arrested for their crimes before the 20th of January, there will be nobody to assume the presidency. Since POTUS Trump was not certified as the presidential winner of Congress, he cannot remain POTUS. If on the 20th of January there is no POTUS, the corporation known as the United States of America will be dissolved. Our military will be the guardians of the nation during this transition period. The American people and the world will be shown irrefutable proof that the election was stolen by foreign entities and the POTUS Trump was chosen by the American people by a landslide. POTUS Trump will then assume the presidency as the 19th POTUS, following the last POTUS elected before America before became a corporation, which was Ulysses S. Grant. Now, I know that all the particulars involved, I don't know all the particulars involved, however, I do know the end goal has always been the destruction of the 1871 corporation and the return of the Republic, America, to we the people as a constitutional republic it was originally founded to be. So, in essence, if you remember the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, talking about returning this land to us, the people, back during his inauguration speech in 2016. That's exactly what this meant. It meant that we're returning to the republic that we were supposed to be on under the founding instead of the slave state that we have all been under this entire time. So again, with that, I would say head up, eyes forward. Just because you hear of Joe Biden doing something or saying something or signing something doesn't mean that it's actually legitimate. It's probably null and void. It probably doesn't doesn't amount to anything because he's signing papers for which they actually have nothing to do with the rest of us. The sad part is so many people are dead asleep to the real history of this country that they don't know that Someone like him can't actually mandate, for example, mask wearing in all federal buildings, of which, of course, he already broke his own rule because he was at the uh, Lincoln Memorial not wearing a mask. Well, that's federal property. So the sad part is, is that for the next whatever, 10 days maybe, well, maybe not even 10 days. It's probably more like three days and then the next month we're going to have to endure here with countless media lies. And you've probably paid attention to this too if you've listened to talk radio, but countless individuals who claim to be on the right and claim to be conservatives are now throwing all Trump supporters under the bus, which is a horrible thing to listen to because countless people would listen to these talk show hosts and uh, now all of a sudden they're feeling like they're being stabbed in the back, I suppose. Um, with all of that said... There are also countless states uh, and state governments that are basically throwing a giant middle finger to Joe Biden and anything that he signs, in particular when it comes to school-related things. For example, he already said or signed something stating that uh, boys can use girls' bathrooms now and he's going to do whatever he can to make sure that um, transgendered individuals can can play whatever sport they want whenever they want, regardless of the of the gender of the of the participants. That kind of chaos 
isn't isn't going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And I'm not saying it sounding like a lunatic, like it's not going to happen and I'm not going to let it happen. I mean, it's actually not going to happen because again, everything that's being signed is not lasting. So time will tell on all of that, but that's the kind of stuff that we have to pay attention to here. And we're certainly going to know by the beginning of March. So again, that's the act of 1871. It's nefarious nature uh, and how it was hidden from all of us. It was hidden from the American people, but it's no longer hidden. Now it's out there and it's bouncing around and more and more people need to read it and more and more people need to look that up. So I'll put the descriptions below to those PDFs and those blog posts if you're interested and we'll be talking on the next episode. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Don't forget to check out AmericanEducationFM.com where you can make a small donation or even email us and be a guest on the podcast. Until next time, never stop learning, never stop reading, and never stop unlearning. Thanks for listening, and God bless.